0: self is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the do this
1: Oh cool, my god.
0: welcome to the know thyself podcast i'm eduardo i'm here with daniel hello hey man good to see you good to see you all right so um without further ado we're going to continue our series here that we've been um that we just started with the tarot um and moving on to the second card in the tarot but funny enough the number one with the magician and, you know, the magician already, if people don't know is, is, is literally the progression of the fool. I mean, the fool is going to come up in the, in the deck, you know, other, another times, but here, the idea that we presented last week, you can kind of follow through with this progression. And and now that we have the knowledge or obtain the knowledge, it's time to take care of what is meant to be taken care of with that knowledge, right? So the fool is in charge. And the fool as the number one will break down the number one and what that means, but also like have this conversation, as we mentioned before us, how it intertwines with the energy that we're presenting with, um, it's astrological meaning that we brought up last week. So there's a lot to unfold. And I think with having this understanding of a new beginning and opportunity, we can kind of take this conversation where it needs to go with the magician, which I'm cool. really excited. I have so many things I want to bring up the symbols, the, um, you know, just like what it really represents. And as you were just saying with that male, um, penetrating energy and that, and the idea of what we were, if, but that we've presented with as above, so below here within the card, I just have so much to ask and talk about. So do you want to go from there?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and I love how you connected it with the the first conversation we had, which was the fool. And this very much is an interesting progression of the fool. But we have to remember too, with the fool, the fool can appear anywhere. Exactly, the fool is not combined, and it's not in this, in this kind of order. It kind of dances around the outside. And we're going to look at what happens when we don't truly understand these energies that the magician thinks and understands, and how we can play the fool to ourselves. And so we can see this like negative kind of correspondence. But I love how you brought up this 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 component of the number of the card and. One thing that I wanna really talk about and kind of address is this whole these these episodes where we're looking at the tarot and kind of connecting it to the astrological energy. We're really trying to see this as almost a continuation of the conversation. So this is actually gonna incorporate a lot of what we spoke about last week with mm-hmm. Aries and that birth of consciousness. And we're gonna really kind of look about directing that energy today and that's where mercury is going to kind of come in and we're really going to start to see the the esoteric ruler of aries and really where the magician needs to operate with this penetrating life force that is working through us right and so this as we approach like the first thing we want to look at here is this fascinating paradox And the Magician is going to present a lot of paradoxes to us because it represents Mercury, the planet. And we spoke about that with the, the planetary discussions early on in the podcast. But grasping the idea that it's the number one card, it's the card with a one on it, but it's the second card of the deck. There's an interesting, again, perplexity that's kind of being formed here. And what this is going to really allude to is before we can even understand that it's the first card, that's labeled, but it's the second card of the deck. We also have to kind of, again, go back to that meditation that we had on the full card about zero. And, and this is something that is got to, we have to kind of keep into the mind space, the entire meditation that we are observing the Tarot is this aspect of zero. Because with one, we have something, but something doesn't come out of nothing, and so this this understanding of this cosmic egg in this universe, what we perceive as chaos, we're going to kind of start to see that the magician knows that there's really no such thing as chaos. It's all about the perspective you have on the situation. And that's what's really esoterically supposed to grow in this situation, is being able to pan out and actually seeing the order in chaos that's coming from this creative life force that's, you know, lighting us through. Because again, we're not the we're not the light bulb we are the light that shines through and that's the energy we're working with here and it can be very anxious energy but it can also be the birth of our creations you know so it's the it's a very um again it's got a, it's got perplexing feelings even when it's operating within us
0: right i mean just like a newborn the newborn is is the first to be born right the one but it doesn't come from nowhere it comes from the infinite right. and so once the newborn grows you have the perspective that you need to sort of take a look at as you said like how you say pan out in order to take on this chaos that's that's about to come out you know what i mean it's yeah. not like that's the first time it's coming from somewhere far beyond before mm-hmm. it's in its physical being you
1: know like you're talking about the egg absolutely you know and when we one exercise we really want to do here and it's something we've spoke about before but it's like the idea of like if you magnified if you took a magnifying glass and you looked at a single piece of carpet in a rug it's going to look chaotic, chaotic. it's going to have you know, it's going to have, you know, twine going everywhere. There's going to be dirt. It's just going to look like chaos. And it's and it's not until you start panning out and you actually kind of start to see the complete thing that it's actually part of a color and that it's part of a pattern. And it's when you actually make yourself really from the far that you see this like grand oriental or Persian rug, which is like ultimate design. And that's what this cosmic egg represents is how can you pan out to see the, the order behind what we perceive as chaos because again chaos is perceived to our limited understanding and that's the that's the real force that this magician is working with and so the one is contained within the zero mm-hmm. and that's what's going to be so interesting as we start birthing out from this and we start making this making these adjustments and the beauty about it being the number 1 card but the second card of the deck shows that the the lesson that comes with the next card is carried within this card and we're going to get to this next lesson of um you know the isis unveiled um and we're really going to have this high priestess and that's where we're going to learn about duality but as we see, duality is already presented to us. It's just we don't have the awareness to see that. Right. And this is how everything kind of builds onto each other. And the, the future lesson is actually contained in understanding this lesson. And you really have to kind of do this step to make it to this next. And it's, it's all contained within it. And so one is this, it's this fascinating thing. Like you just spoke about the newborn, but also one, all numbers come from one. So there's this infancy about it. And then there's this deep wisdom. right? So again, these paradoxes, this is a paradox to a muggle, but this is a great piece of wisdom to an alchemist. How these two things that are infancy and wisdom, how can they be contained in the same thing? And that's what we're learning through, through this magician card. Um, And so when we kind of think about it, we have to understand just how deeply esoteric it was when the fool card was given that cosmic egg. Which is at zero, and this is again—it's pure potentiality. And what we're seeing in this—in this, in this one—is the actuality of this energy making itself manifest. This—this this card, and we'll talk about it—is all about manifestation and creation, and kind of what we do with that energy that's again pushing through us. Mm-hmm. Oh, well said. Yeah, I mean, one thing that um,
0: you know you need to sort of consider at least when understanding these energies, and I like how this will allow us to roll into. A conversation about that Aries energy we were talking about even in last week, but actually thinking about what you need to prepare and how to prepare these ambitions for your future, and how does it you know operate in your life? You know what I mean? How are you going to channel in this sort of energy, this this blood energy, this this fiery energy that will bring up uh, also when breaking down the symbols in the deck, but you know, having that understanding that if we are channeling in what is above down into the, what is in the below into the physical realm, you know, how to really go about that without there being um, just no reason for harnessing energy and then not figuring out a way to play it within the chaos. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, and that's what we're kind of seeing here. We're really starting to see this this evolution of these, this understanding of esoteric information. I like just really quick. I like how
0: it's described. Um, one of the, so I have several things I've highlighted in different quotes and all the stuff, and I'll I'll put references out or I'll I'll explain where I'm getting these from. But in one of the readings I was doing, I like how it explains um, the life force that fills the universe that is not gentle or benign. And I just really you know appreciate that 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 word of caution to it because it's it is it's a lot. You can understand that energy as it pours through you. But if you don't have, you know, the benefits of what you learned during that phases, those phases of the fool, you know, you can still find yourself in that endless amount of chaos, you know, with that energy not being used properly.
1: Well, yeah. And, you know, and one of the things that to kind of jump in really quickly when we're kind of talking about this magician card is this is actually, this is, this is actually an interesting topic because the the French school of Thoreau, who, the English school, which is like the the weight, right, the weight Smith, right. which we, we've been kind of looking at, that is more of the English school. And the French school, they'll kind of admit it, that their fool card isn't as complex and as deep as, like, the European tradition. Because it did. The fool went from being just a jester mm. to more of this, like, spiritual aspirant that's kind of just approaching this life with this, like foolish openness right and so it did it became a lot more esoteric with with kind of the english system and they really kind of pulled in some some deeper things but the french are like hold your horses on this magician card they're like you know what we have to really realize is the Wade smith deck is an actualized magician this is somebody who is actually connected to the above and the below This is not just a a happening process that's going to happen with this. What's going to happen is when you first tapping into this energy, you're going to actually utilize this energy and make yourself the fool. And this is why the French deck looked so much into, it was more of an illusionist. And what we're going to get presented at this time is a lot of illusion because we're tapping into these energies for the first time. So this is all about your awareness, right? And that I, that I am, well- We utilize this, we kind of have this connection first in the physical form, and then we kind of learn it in the mental form, and we're kind of feeling all these aspects, but even when we tap into spirituality, you're not educated enough to know how to utilize these energies, so you're going to utilize these energies, and you're going to go right back to the beginning, Mm -hmm. which is the Fool card. You're not going to, and it's because you have to dance with duality, which comes next, and again, that's why it's labeled the first card, but it's the second card of the deck, because there's this... There's this duality aspect, and so the French deck is a really important one to look at here for the magician because it's this is a it, it more presents this aspect of Mercury could also be the ultimate trickster, you know, and and we don't really see that in the White Smith deck. This is more of a a self realized esoteric um, magician, right. not so much the aspect that we can kind of get, you know. Um, pulled into illusion. And that's what this card also represents, is the illusion that comes with false spiritual teachings, false spiritual understandings, limiting beliefs, uh, a misunderstanding of duality, and not really truly understanding how to work this energy. And so the French are always kind of like, hold your horses. Like, are you, you just started this journey and you're already acclaiming yourself as this this added magician. Right. And they're like, there's a process to this. And so, and there's, I think there's a lot of merit to that. And we're going to see how a lot of the symbolism that weight did take in was very influenced by the French, but the French deck again will be like very admitting that their fool is not as deep, but they believe that their magician card is much deeper because it gives us a better understanding of that other polar aspect of when, we we act on something and we we put all of this order into one direction and then it manifests something that we didn't want. How often does that happen? You know, so the the um that duality that kind of comes with manifestation again, this is why that lesson is esoterically contained in this card. And right. what we're kind of trying to do with this the zodiac and the tarot is we're not trying to break this down for you guys in a way where we're just gonna list the the traits and the characteristics of this there's so many great books for that. There's so many amazing resources. What we're trying to do here is really get your attention and your awareness to the lowest common denominator of the esoteric essence, so you can start unfolding this understanding from this pureness. All of these these traits, these characteristics, and all the kind of this exoteric information of it will just appear to you. It's this process of as you become, you become one with more of this information. And that's what we're kind of trying to do through these conversations. So again, if you're interested in these, I highly suggest going out and getting so much great literature that's on these subjects. But understanding that this is this is a process that um, we don't just claim adeptship. It's 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 again, it's this process of becoming that we're unfolding. And there's really tough lessons that come when you start making aware of this spiritual life force in. There's a lot of um, difficulties that you do that you actually bring into your life um, with not, and it wasn't your intention.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's why, I mean, in other words, back to what I was saying is with caution. Like people aren't aware that you can basically go back to zero in, in a matter of seconds just by thinking that the path that you're on is the path based on the symbols that are presented. And again, in the weight card, like I barely even looked at some of the weight card stuff. I actually ended up finding two different channels that I liked where individuals are like, and they didn't bring up the French card, but they talked about like, this is just, this is a reason why this is one here. And so you can get stuck in a loop in that. You can literally be spending most of your time thinking, okay, I have all the tools in front of me and I know what I need to do but not understanding what the outcome is will just send you back to zero. And so it's a very interesting thing because you can spend a whole lifetime thinking, I figured it out. But somehow it's kind of like what we spoke about in alchemy, the seven yeah. stages of alchemy. You don't just finish the seven stages and then that's it. You know, it's like, hey, good for you. Here's the finish line. You only go into, up into the next octave. And so it's never ending. So just having this information, as Daniel's saying, I completely agree um, especially with like spiritual gurus that are out there or, you know, individuals who claim to be, um, so spiritual, you know, they should always know that going back to the fool is just right on the, right on the corner. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, I uh, I really like that, that word of caution because I mean, you'll see a little bit of that when the card is in reverse as well, <laughs> like what can happen with that energy if it's inverted. Um, but I like that, yeah, there's, there should be ultimate caution with, the signs and the clues that you're going to pick up and say, Oh, it's all happening. But it's, that's just like a fraction of what's actually occurring. If you don't have the understanding of how to use the energy for good and, and for progression of your own soul. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah, no. And I think that's perfect. And you brought up that the idea of alchemy and this is, this would be the aspect of being trapped in calcination, which is that first step, which had to do with fire. What does this have to deal with? The fire of consciousness, that right. that birth of life that is penetrating through us. And so we can see this. A lot of people burn in hell, um, and it's this self-created hell. And that's all hell is. Hell is divine fire trapped in a material compound, and we're burning in that. And we're not utilizing that for creative expression. We're not utilizing this for the rebirth and reorientation of the self. Yeah. And so it burns us within. And we're going to talk about the second step. Um, which would be dissolution when we get to the next card, which is the high priestess. And that's the people who drowned in the emotional waters of life. And they can never actually formulate this will because that's what this is looking at. This is looking at the, again, this, this conquering of the will, this acceptance of this divine birthright. um, And it's the divine birthright of unfolding your authentic self. And that's what this magician is. And that's another thing that we have to be aware of. It's not, it's not being this other magician or this other person. It's really the unfoldment of yourself. And that's what we're we're really kind of looking at here. Um, and so you're right. Like the the fool took the red pill. And now it's in this process of kind of seeing how deep this rabbit hole goes. And it's learning about these energies. And it's actually... Even its approach to life is different. We are actually formulating stuff. We're actually making a plan, which is much different than the, the, the fool who was just kind of following that internal guidance, right? It was just wherever the, the path leads me, where now this is a lot more calculated. And what's going to happen with that is, one, it's going to get us ends that we really like, and we're going to be able to really feel like we're a magician. But it's also going to kind of play with that idea of even becoming a sorcerer yeah. or, you know, a sorcerer by – not even by intention – and the road to hell is paved by good intentions. And that's a deep lesson that the magician has to understand. And this is part of the process. You're going to utilize magic to get something at one point that you were not so much expecting from the situation or it might cause, you know, and that's why it's really important to kind of understand the safety and the true ethnic, the ethic, ethics behind this. Um, Yeah, I mean, having, yeah, exactly.
0: I like that you're saying that. I mean, even just the chakras that are influenced by this, you know, you have your solar plexus, you have your deep root chakras that could have, you know, could lead you to a path that you're not very sure of, uh, but you feel it. So therefore, you go with it. So I like that you use that example of the path of hell is paved with good intention because you Mm -hmm. can feel that what it's it's drawing out of you. But if you're not really understanding what's going on, could get you in trouble and the outcome is not what you expected. And then sure. you're kind of like, how did I get here? You're like, I thought I was doing it all right.
1: Yeah. And then you're cursing the gods Yeah, from like, they're Like, well, you did, you did this. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know? And so, and again, this, this awareness that kind of comes on that we talked about with Aries, that's, that's kind of connected with your rising sign. It's this original lens of life that we see. And it's, again, it's that one, it's this, I am, it's this one aspect. That's the one making itself known. And it's also oneness. And so, again, we talked about how it's, infancy but it also has this this kind of deep deep wisdom in it um and so the self is very announced and if you look at it the card is it's looking at the self right and it's looking at the masculine so this is like that active of consciousness this is almost the left side of the brain this is what we do in the light of day um and what's another thing that we kind of want to meditate on is even when we think about the the, the sigil for the sun right which is that dot followed by a, a circle mm-hmm. you know one thing we have to kind of think about in this exercise is not only the magician card but even aries is like what's more important is it the circumference of the circle or the point in the middle that the circumference is built around mm-hmm. and that's what we're starting to see and that's what this deep understanding of the magician is is that you are that point and this is this aspect of your awareness this is the aspect of your influence this is this is like the orb that works around you as you unfold, whether you unfold your destiny or whether you stay on a fence the whole time. Mm. But this is that middle point. And it does, it's, it's something we should meditate on. Like, where is the value of the circle? Is it the circumference around the circle or is it the point in the middle? Right. You can even look at that as the soul within the body, you know, which is like the vehicle of the soul. And so, again, a lot of deeper... Beyond words, beyond information that can be passed into words, is contained in the subject. And again, that's something we really want to turn that inner light into, and really try to kind of motivate these inner realizations that are going to kind of come apart with um, even again just the simple aspects of it's like, well, it's the first card of the deck, but it's actually the second card of the deck. Mm-hmm. Like we have to read between those lines. The, this is where the deep information is. This is it's it's going to be beyond most books. It's going to be Again, but it, between those spaces, if that makes sense, absolutely. Yeah. Again, the the uh, all I hear is just,
0: you know, the energy is felt and it's prominent, but your wisdom should be really, you know, double. You should just, you just have a, a, a an inner conversation with yourself and be wise before you make the decisions. It's like spring is coming. And I'm gonna go, you know, running through this beautiful uh, wilderness, but, you know, were you prepared for darkness to come and do you have enough water on your path towards, you know, just feeling motivated enough to walk through this beautiful blossoming uh, period of 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 time, but are you prepared to make your walk back home? And it's like, oh, I didn't bring enough water and didn't bring enough uh, to stay warm tonight. I'm I'm staying the night out here and things just got dark very fast. Like I let my energy mislead me there's something that's there. I mean, it's, 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 it's evident. And I think that's where there's a trickster part about it is that you're just like, Oh, I see it. So I'm going to go with it. And it's like, well, hold on. Just, do you know where you're going? Do you know what you're doing before you go we'll get lost? And it's like, of course I do. Like, mm-hmm. look at it. It's beautiful. I'm on my way. And it's like, well, hold on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that can be said about the Aries energy that we should talk about because I think that's this fiery um, energy that can send you in a direction, but, do you know where you're going? Right. Do you know?
1: Absolutely. You know, and we, we kind of spoke about that with, um, and I love that you're kind of bringing this up. And, and again, I know a lot of the astrologers are like, well, but, you know, Aries is ruled by Mars. And it very much is like the, the essence of it, this fire into life. But we really talked about how Mercury is this esoteric and it's the direction of that life force. Because you're right, we, we do have, and actually somebody brought up a great example is Achilles, you know, from Greek mythology, that's a representation of Aries kind of like running towards life. Um, think about Rambo, you know, like that lone wolf kind of energy. Even like not waiting for the reinforcements, and like, well, we could have twenty people storm the buildings. Like, oh, we could just have one, and you're like, okay, you know. And that's what this is. It's, it is. It's, it's this oneness, um, and it's the realization that you are one. Right. When we're thinking about that circumference, you're that that point in the middle. Yeah. And so. This really is this this magician card. If we want to take the woo out of it and even the magic out of it, this is just the process of becoming you. Because, like, no one is you, and you are not supposed to be anybody else. Right. And that's a deep thing that comes with this card. You can admire traits about other individuals, but they're not you. And the only way of really becoming truly the true magician is really just becoming your authentic self. And that's what this unfoldment is. And so when we're thinking about this process of, well, how do I direct these energies? Well, mm-hmm. we kind of look at like, what's, what's authentic to me? What is, what am I naturally good at? What am I naturally interested in? What pulls me in life? Because we can actually, again, go with this flow and we can kind of follow this. Um And so it's important in this stage, in this magician, like looking yourself in the eyes, like in the mirror and like, like I am Daniel from House Powinski. like that's me. this that is my emanation of consciousness. This is the individual I'm unfolding. I'm not Daniel Powinski all in caps, like it says on my government ID, right? That's nobody writes their name like that. I am Daniel from House of Nobody can ever be me, and I can be never anybody else. right. And that is the biggest thing that you can take from that magician card is the unfoldment of your authentic self. and it's truly this move to like, being and there's this, this connection and that's why it's connected to duality because we're going to actually kind of dance between those both worlds but we're going to understand how to guide the womb of life to better express and unfold our authentic self which is the what this magician that we see in the writer wait, the Wait smith deck is is making um making itself shown. It is the individual who has recognized its own authentic essence. And now it's using its body, which is the vehicle of its soul to express that and let it unfold in shared reality. Absolutely. Now, do you want
0: to, well, do you want to, I know I keep bringing up Aries and I think it's just because there's so much that I want to fill up in that cup of the, of just that energy and say, well, know,
1: "What we are going to do next week is Aries part two, right? Two, you know what I mean? Cause again, these were meant to be, it's like a combination, yeah, it's right? A nice intertwining um, that we got going on.
0: Well, you know, when you talk about the, the Rider-Waite card, um, do you want to go into that? Do you want to talk a little bit about what people might be seeing if they see this image? Or do you want to sort of like let them all kind of figure that out? Because again, there's plenty of information on what the symbols are, including like you know, the, the, the tools that are used in there, as far as the magician has, you know, with the minor arcana and the images that are drawn, but do you want to like, if we skip over that and we kind of go into, um, you know, why this, this, this individual, it looks like he's got such a firm grip on the above and the below. Do you want to go right into that?
1: Well, yeah, no, absolutely, man. We'll break down the card for sure because there's so much contained in it. Yeah, so we'll do yeah. it just like we did with the Fool card. Um, you know, and just again, to stress that this is, you know, the, the good life is the authentic life. And just like the occult is a language, your authentic, like your authentic nature is also a language. And the more you speak of it, the more you communicate with it, the more you understand. It's it's like a system and a cycle that you kind of kick into. This is right. why it's so important to like live in a place that you want to learn the language. It makes it so much in, like easier because um, you immerse yourself into it. And so, again, there's this active aspect of immersing ourselves into this more authentic kind of unfolding of ourselves and really kind of making this journey of one as this journey of becoming um, – and again, this this one just plays such a a unique kind of role because this everything comes from this one, right? And everything kind of comes back to one. Like you think about it. And this isn't this was an old Egyptian numerology understanding. But the take the you multiply one by one, you get two. You multiply two by two, you get four. You multiply four by four, you get eight. I'm sorry, you add. I'm so sorry, you add these right. Um, you add these together. Four to four, you get eight you add eight to eight, you get 16, you're back to one. And so one always is like the, it's from what we came and it's kind of from what we kind of come back to. Mm -hmm. So again, we can't even see this process as like this linear thing because it's, we move away from these, but then we also kind of come back. Remember the fool looks more like he's returning from a journey than going on a journey. You know, he's going from right to left and we kind of read, in this culture, we kind of look from like that as like almost coming back right. left to right as kind of going out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, again, this this initial pulse of life and how we direct this initial pulse of life, and we spoke about Mercury being this esoteric ruler of Aries, and and we're going to see this in this card. We're going to see the learning of the elementals, um, the accepting of our unique job in the yeah. great work. And, you know, concentrating our active and passive capacities to accomplish that one goal, which is going to be to know ourselves. Um, So, again, it's when we, for when we know we can be, and to know is to be, and to be is to know. So, for when we know we can be, but to know is to be, and to be is to know. And it's this, this understanding and this kind of this universal infinity of knowing thyself you know the the universe and by knowing the universe you know thyself and we're really going to kind of connect that in so let's do it man let's just kind of jump in um to this to this aspect of of the magician which really kind of sums up to be or not to be by shakespeare and that's really what the story of this magician is it's like Was to, it's be, shakespeare? to be or not to be and that's like the, the greatest aspect of this magician what am i going to am i going to actually become and am i going to utilize my energies to become my most authentic self or am i not am i going to utilize my energies to manifest physical gold right you know and that's the the deep essence that's kind of behind us so let's do it let's jump right into this yeah
0: i mean i think you kind of already did you know uh the manifestations within mercury right it's like the way we talk the will you know how we really operate within that energy, and I think that you know this is something that bring is brought up a lot with this manifestation phase that the uh, that the magician brings. And so in the in the card, you know, you can see all the images. So we can start with the three main images, right? We got yellow, we got red, and we got white. Mm-hmm. And we have you know all the we've identified some of those colors already before, even just in conversations. So you have the white that represents purity. You have red that is you know fire, and then the yellow, which is sort of that. Jovial warmth feeling from that solar energy, but remember Mercury is closest to the sun, and so you yeah, have yeah. that same kind of idea right there. So a lot
1: of a lot of things are there just with the colors. So do you want to just get into that? That's I mean, great. No, and way to bring up that aspect because you're right. Mercury is the messenger of the gods. Right, he, he always you know is the sun's buddy, and that's what we see kind of emanating through. And I like that you brought up the colors because the colors actually give us this understanding of like oh this is a self-realized magician right because mm. he's now has the the purity of the white of the robian white right? right so he's actually aligned himself with with more of that light path in this understanding of being a true occultist um, and then the red you're right it's the fire it's the divine will it's everything we're looking at it. and and it goes over his his purity Right, so it's not so much. That's where the pure the purity is that center priest that everything is kind of emanating from. Um, so I, I love the 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 looking at the colors and even just to see how differently dressed he is than the fool. Yeah, you know, and like we have this more kind of put together order to the environment. And it can zero is chaos one is this masculine energy of form this right. is the first dance with form and that's what we're what we're really looking at um and so yeah
0: just the lines of how it's two-dimensional how it's set up you know i mean it's not necessarily two-dimensional but you know what i mean like the fool it's how it's drawn in It just sort of gives you that interpretation and again this is the best part about understanding the tarot and having these energies sort of express themselves to you is that you know within even just the concept of fibonacci sequence or like art in itself you see how this represents chaos and here's a little more order and that's kind of how the magician is sort of drawn it's like everything is sort of in plain sight you know what i mean um although the lilies though the lilies in the in in the image are like the one thing that kind of like engulfs the whole idea of the right angles because you know when you look at the magician i don't know if you're looking at the image are you looking at the image right now oh most definitely okay cool because i I don't have it next to me right now but i'm just going off of memory but you know what i'm saying how it kind of just has a form where it's sort of like yeah all in there it's more lines yeah it's like the number one yes
1: you know which is so interesting because we're going to see more curves come with the next one you know and so and you see this with the alphabet look at a yeah it's all lines look at b it's the curves. curves yeah. There's actually a womb there, and that's the emotional. And we actually do a breakdown of the alphabet that I need to, to complete on the patron. You haven't but completed
0: goes, that? I thought there's like, you have like a three setup
1: there. It's when I just get rambling, man. It's oh. been tough in this age of Pisces. Yeah. I've definitely been a little bit more of a cruise, you know, and it's also been because I, I was visiting family, right, right? you know, and then... But it's in a nice order for those who are listening in our Patreon. somewhat, Because you can go to
0: the Patreon <laughs> account, and it goes one, two, three. So cool. So it's like it's... So nice. we're making our way and I'm you excited.
1: Know? And and I think that that's going to be a big project that we're going to work on. And you so... You are working on it. Well, we're working but, on it. I'll, um, I'll
0: help you in any way I can, but like, but um, I love talking about the alphabet, you know. Um,
1: and we will. Yeah, we'll get into it. And yeah, look at... I love even almost like his form, you can almost like see an A in there with... Like how the yeah. belt comes across, and the cool the the belt. If you actually really zoom in, it's actually kind of nice because I actually forgot my um, deck today. I'm like a fool not a magician. And I uh, am able to zoom in. And, and if you actually zoom in, that rope is actually contained where it almost looks like snakes, the snakes connected. Mm-hmm. And again, those snakes are white. So we have that purity of the lower self of that desire right. making itself pure. So we actually kind of have a little bit of Scorpio energy sneaking in here, kind of talking about that kund, Kundalini, kundalini um, and the serpent wisdom. But it's it's contained with purity. It's not protruding out. Like you see in some Egyptian sculptures where the snake's coming out of the waist. That's the lowest, that's your sexual energies getting their lowest expression. So sexual, sexual energies are the same as creative energies. One, you create a baby. The other thing you create like an art piece, but it's the same kind of thing. It's right. taking force and putting it into form, right? And so we have this purity here. And so that means that it's actually coming up, the kundalini coming up the chakras. And you can see- That's why he's got the white band over his head. It's saying that this purity is coming out of my third eye. And this is the Egyptian cobra coming out of the Egyptians, the pharaohs, um, their headdresses. This is the show that I've raised that kundalini energy. It's not getting a negative desire-based expression. It's more coming out as like community inspiration rather than desire. Does that make sense? It does. Or passion, I should say. Passion turning into inspiration. Okay 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 because <laughs> I, I, again man i mean uh
0: and i don't want to get all over the place so we're talking about the three colors and i think we kind of did a, a, a good job at covering that for now we can put that on the shelf and not even on the shelf but just like moving into what most people are probably looking at which is like all the obvious symbols but one thing i want to go back to from the beginning that you brought up and you know it's it's an interesting way of describing this but that male penetrating energy and you know, when you look at the wand, it kind of has that, you know, mm-hmm. you, it, but it's, but it's going in both directions, you know, it's, it's up and it's down. And, uh, let's kind of talk about that because you do have that male intellect that's going through this. And, and again, I don't want to jump into uh, the other, uh, art, items that are within the, the minor arcana that talk about, you know, what those, those represent, but you did bring that up. And so it yeah. does have that kind of like penetrating energy, if you right. will.
1: Right. So, yeah. And I mean, it does. It represents the male phallus. Right. And so when you even think about intercourse, this is like the penetrating. Exactly. Where the other is the housing of this penetrating energy. So even if we go back to squaring the circle, this is the this is the life force of God. And remember, God spills over. It needs a container in a cup. This is that energy that spills over. He's he's right. he's always spilling over, and he needs a a container, a housing unit, or a mansion like we spoke about with the bible when it said my father's house has many mm-hmm. mansions that's what they're talking about it's these it's these bigger containers of this energy and so not only are these tarot cards housing of this universal energy but we are housing of this universal energy and that's what's kind of making through us and so you know the the aspect of um you know the colors the wand um and we think about the obelisk, and this is why cities either have an obelisk, like we see with the not National, mo- the, the Washington Monument. Yeah, it's a big old phallus. Big phallus, and this is also what the clock tower represents. Clock tower, you're too far from it. You can't see the time. Like, What's the purpose of a clock tower? You have to be very close to see the time of that. That's because this is a generator of energy, and this is what you build cities around. Right. And it usually has a big space that's the womb, and it's the carriers of this energy. And there's esoteric deep secrets to this and this is why every big city has something like this because it's actually um it's like a grounding and that's exactly what the magician's doing he's grounding this life force Mm -hmm. with that magic wand um and it truly is it's that obelisk penetrating energy right right yep um and so yeah and do you and there 's um and there 's really importance with it, obviously being in his right hand, yeah
0: I mean, right mean well, you know if you look at the image that we 're probably looking at, you know we can talk about how he 's pointing, you know i mean but the firm grip that he has on his right hand, not on his left, his left hand is is mm-hmm. pointing down at the physical realm, you know it's it 's it's down below, but what is above is that right hand, and what he 's operating with that side of of the, of just even the brain, you know, on how he's connecting to the divine, you know what I mean? But his grip on the one also can, can, is very telling, you know, it's not like he's holding it loosely. He's holding it with affirmation, you know what I mean? And again, we talked about the fool. We'll go back and forth between zero and one, but even just in a basic understanding of, you know, how to use that penetrating energy and not use that penetrating Mm -hmm. energy, you're going to use it for pleasure and the consequence of bringing a life force, which is coming from the divine realm or, are you well aware that this is the power you hold to bring in another life form? Right. And with that great responsibility, you should know exactly how to enact that, that process. And with that one, he's kind of doing the same thing, you know, he's just like
1: aware of where it's going. And yeah, uh, yeah, no. And that's great. And then the grip, like you're talking about, and we're going to really kind of look into the hands in a moment, especially when we talk about the left. Um, But you're right. He's got a grip on this. That's much different than the fool's grip grip on his magic wand which held his things right yeah. it was like it was almost like the the young individual who doesn't know that he actually has like merlin's wand and he's just like playing with it right yeah. he doesn't know that he's got like all these powers and we're going to see that how the grip of how they hold this because for the majority of the major arcana we're going to see that there is a firm grip sometimes it's not going to be in the air and it's going to be actually grounded into the earth mm. but there's going to be a firmness to it and it's only the fool card in the world card that they're kind of holding this energy loosely. And again, that's like the completion. That's the kind of the alpha omega of this story. Um, but we're going to kind of see that. So this everything needs to kind of have awareness. And like you said, it's on the right hand, which represents the right hand path. This works of, kind of connecting to the divine energy and then making it come out of us through the manifestation of Mm -hmm. the left. And the left kind of represents more of the physical, analytical, masculine energy. Right side is more of the feminine. So again, we also see you as... Why this magician is self-realized is because, again, he understands duality. And although that lesson hasn't been presented to us, this magician has been through this. And so this could be the process of becoming, and we could be at this stage, or we could be um, kind of learning um, a lesson at this point, you know. Um, but the, we do. We have it kind of pointed to the sky. And before we even talk about the hands, the, all the flowers around, to still kind of give that, that full energy of beauty, because remember the fool was holding that flower in his hand. And it was like this very delicate thing. And so that energy is still within us because again, one comes from zero. So it has, it has the essences of zero in right. it. All numbers are contained within zero. Um, so again, this, this cosmic egg and what we're working into, and also this, this kind of beautiful move into um, duality, which we're kind of on the, the way to kind of look at. So again, with this right, with the right hand pointing up to the heavens left hand pointing to earth also is that beautiful representation of as above so below mm-hmm. which is such a big lesson to come from mercury and mercury really right. being the ruling planet of this card um we can kind of see that we can kind of see that energy um and so let's kind of talk about this this left hand cuz this is this is actually the more important hand i would say because this is actually that energy getting Pushed And actually pointed. And this card is all about consciousness, action, and creation, and giving life meaning and direction. And that's what we're seeing with the pointer finger of the left hand, taking the divine universal understanding of that life force of that one thing that we spoke about in the Emerald Tablet and giving it manifestation in the creative realm and that's what this left hand is taking the universal life energy and putting it into form through any aspect of creation and we're going to kind of define creation um because it it is it's beyond just like a like a painting or something like that you know but that's exactly what it is kind of utilizing that life form to go through the hands yeah i mean it's
0: a proper discharge of again this this divine energy that runs through us, but, you know, if you're going to be able to stay grounded, then you must know how to actually take such a, a power and, you know, formulate a plan with the will yes. in mind and, um, you know, and generating that
1: force, you know, we talked, we've
0: talked about that generative force, but,
1: um, yeah. Well, and too, you know, in the hand, like if you don't have the, like the magician, if it doesn't have a magic wand, right. It uses its pointer finger. And we don't think about our hands enough. And this is, again, we have Mercury here, and Mercury is the ruling planet of Gemini. And if you ever look at Da Vinci's Last Supper, you can see Gemini, the third the third individual there, has both hands up. Right. And there's a connection to the hands with this card because your hands have a very deep esoteric essence about them. They have their own intelligence. They have their own awareness. How does your hand know how to naturally grip something without having being told how to do it? It it naturally has its thing. And some people's hands are more intuitive and some of their hands, some people's hands can like work better. Like these are the artists that never have to get trained and they can just take that creative force and put it through form through the hands. And so not only is it the spoken word, but the hands are very important to the esoteric and the occult, because again, not only do they have their own sense of intelligence, They also have their own awareness. Have you ever had your hand in a bad spot, maybe like a car door or anything that was closing, and without you even reacting, your hand moved away from it? It's almost like your hands have eyes. They have receptors from when you shake hands with people. You might be unsure about somebody, and then you shake their hands, and it can push a better direction of whether you should trust this person or like, maybe I should be a little bit more cautious with this person by the touching of those hands. You can calm somebody in such a deep way and be of support by just putting your hand on their shoulders. Exactly. You know, and then there's some people whose like energy you don't like. And if they touch you, you're like, oh my God, no, get it off. You know, like it's, it's a different kind of thing. And of course we're kind of receivers of it, but thinking about it, the esoteric significance of your hands. And again, like even just like when I'm talking, like you know me, I'm Italian. I talk with my hands. But I'm never guiding these. Like, I'm never thinking about what am I going to do with my hands next. They just follow the flow of the conversation. They actually probably don't add anything because they, they're probably a little distracting at no, some points. No, I point. mean, I,
0: me being, to interrupt, me being Latin, I'm looking at your hands because I use all my hands for everything I say. And, and you know, uh, well, my hands have always been a big role in my life uh, with regards to everything we we do and create. But when I hear you express yourself, my ears are just catching up to the last word, but my eyes already knew what you meant with your hands. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I Isn't mean, that as, fascinating? As, as a friendship, it's like, yeah. I've never been like, what is he, does he feel that he have too many espressos today? Is he trying to, like, is he, is he okay? Like, I've never felt like, you know, you're doing too much with your body. Just let the words explain it. I'm like, no, let me see what your expression physically is and I'll follow suit with the word yeah, that goes with it. Absolutely. Always been like that with, with you or anybody else who expresses themselves with their hands, because I can relate to that. I can be yeah. like, I know what you're doing. And if you didn't have that, it's actually harder for people like myself to connect with an individual who has his body kind of restricted and maybe pinned to himself, because I'm the kind of extroverted individual who will put my hand in that space and be like, nice to meet you. And they look down and they're like, Hmm. I'm like, oh well. Hmm. Right back at you then. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, so I I totally understand what you're saying. I I think your your hands actually are imperative when you speak. Even in this podcast, you know, we've done this without being in each other's space, and it's hard to kind of follow where you're going because I have to listen to even more intently because we're in different spaces.
1: But when you're here, I'm like, oh, I know what you're putting down. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so again, these hands, they have their own. Unique intelligence, you know, and think about this. This is something to to kind of look at in the story of your hands, the personality of your hands, right? you know, because they really are kind of this extension of consciousness. And if this light is coming through us, it's almost a way for this energy to be grounded. And if you think about the connection with our hands, with creation, um, what we create with our hands, you know, how we direct stuff, there's so much intelligence that's there. This is why looking at the palm can tell you so much about your character. There's a deep wisdom in the hands and even, you know, the hand you offer individuals is, is very important. And so just as again, a lot of the things that we like to do on here is to give esoteric exercises. And this is truly the meditation of what is the intelligence of this and how is it that I can just like form a grip and there's like this natural element to it. And even your hand can kind of do things like grab stuff that you're not even aware of is falling, like it's already there. What is that? You know, and this is something that the Egyptians really, really looked into was the hands. Um, And also in Hindu mythology, we see a lot of connections with the hands. And so understanding that, building that relationship and seeing that this is really like a a magic wand of yours. And that's what we're seeing with this left hand pointed down. He's taking that creative life force and he's putting it into form. He's grounding it through himself to take form and creation and manifestation. Well said, man.
0: Well, do you want to, well, actually before we go into what I was about to ask you, let's talk about that infinity symbol. Cool. You know, let's go, let's go there. So we, we've been with the colors. We talk about the one, and we talk about his position, right? And right. his disposition and what he's doing with that and how he's bringing that into manifestation from one direction to the other. But there's that symbol that's, that's above him, right? Yeah. This, this infinity symbol. So let's go right into that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is very much with an ode to some of the old Renaissance decks, because a lot of this magician card, he would actually have the magician hat on. Uh, and this was seen as a a deeply connected thing. It would always have the infinite um, symbol within the hat. It would be kind of like this hat that we'd see the front and the back, and there would be this infinite. And what this is really kind of calling for is again, this desire and this understanding of duality and the the two fishes swimming into one. And this is almost that connection with almost Pisces-like information, which is which is the ultimate end of the zodiac. So again, from that infinity symbol, we know we come from the infinite, which is the cosmic egg, but this isn't showing um, a new kid on a block in spiritual development. Like he has made it to be able to understand infinite. He can understand the interplay between the act of consciousness and as well as the passive component of consciousness. And so, again, we're kind of getting hints about what we need to contain in this lesson that's going to be more unfolded in that next lesson. Right. But again, this infinite interplay between the above and the below and the infinite interplay between the internal and the external, and not seeing them as two different things. We see the internal as the separate thing of the external, but it, the internal is, what's, is the force that's pushing out, Right. And that's what's going out to create this five sense reality that we're having this experience through. Well,
0: just like the example really quick about you using your hands, that's how I was sort of expressing that or adding to what you meant is that what comes, they're all within one. Yes. You're you're pulling out from within to the out, but the outward expression is the result of what the inner expression is actually trying to get to the essence of that energy. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, again, I appreciate when you use your hands.
1: Right. I love that. I love that, man. And that's, that's exactly what we're talking about here. It's this, it's this interplay and seeing the dance between the physical and the magic, right? This is the magicians being aware of the two worlds that it's operating in. And it's the middle point, you know, we are the, we are what, how consciousness Evolves is through us as this I, as the center of that circle, consciousness can work through us. And that's what this entire journey is it's unfolding that authentic, unique, creative expression that is all of us. Exactly. But again, it's not pulling in and not trying to be like anybody else, nor follow anybody else's path to the T, because that's not your path. Was, exactly. You have your own unfoldment, you have your own journey.
0: Right. And I think it's imperative, you know, when we talk about magic and we talk about the distinction of magic, you know, it's funny, even when we were opening up this conversation about how, if you look at the card, um, as an exoteric, um, perspective or have an understanding from it, from just an only exoteric, um, perspective, I should say, you know, you're only harming yourself. Just like, uh, I'm trying to think of something that's sort of wrapped up on all this, like the secret, you know, um. Many individuals will live by that, and there's no offense to anybody that, um, you know, really fully, hardly believes in in the ideas of what that book represents if you haven't read that book. But you find a lot of individuals just sort of either dismissing or going down the wrong path within the idea of what this energy can bring to you, um, but not being aware of the consequence that also comes with it if you don't understand how to use it. And so, right. again, you talked about this in the beginning— with this card and I think it's important to, to, you know, continue reiterating that because again, with magic, you know, there comes this great responsibility that we've talked about before, but yeah, let's sort of get into this idea of magic because again, these talents that we all have, you were talking about hands. And I think it's a great thing to, to um, you know, incorporate because we all have admiration for any, any of us who can express our talent, especially through a physical um, art, but, what is the outcome of it? What is it doing for the the, the betterment of consciousness and how to raise that consciousness to um, a, a level that others may not be aware that they can do themselves and being that example with that power. And
1: so, yeah, let's
0: talk about magic.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, with that, that infinite symbol we're really kind of seeing the lens of the magician. Because if you kind of think about it, if you take that infinite symbol and you just bring it down, it would actually be glasses. And right. this is another thing that we would see in the French desk is these the magician actually wearing glasses. And this is the that magical awareness. This is that second sight awareness. This is really seeing the lifting of that veil and really kind of see that, you know, what the what the magician card was really kind of presenting with us in the early French decks was... This is all an illusion. Like this is this is all construct. This construct of, of reality is for your soul's experience, and so this is why we would see this this more mischievous kind of magician because it's showing you. Like, and this is what the the street performer magician or the person who's like pulling rabbits out of the hat is to show you is just like oh, it's it's all made from the one thing. Right. So I can change all of this essence because it's all has the same lowest common denominator, which was that one thing that we spoke about in the Emerald Tablet. I love you're saying that. You know, and so that's all the magician is showing us. Right. And so there can be a lot of illusion, but this is also what it's telling you is, you know, that aspect of yourself, um, we can, you know, we can not see it, we can get deceived by it, but it's also your becoming, is it's the same thing it's like how do we utilize this energy because the same energy that can make us in a world of illusion is the same one that gets us out of the illusion so right. it's interesting that the the magician is the maze and the way out of the maze Absolutely. which is kind of fascinating oh that's awesome well I like that you're talking about the oneness because even like so um, something
0: as simple as the talent of an individual who can play the music you now the music is has already been broken down into so many different um I guess it's been divided into so many fractions of what it comes from. And that being the oneness So in music, you have these notes and these notes are put together and by they're put together, they make a sound, the sound emanates a frequency and a vibration, but even the Egyptians knew better than to not play certain uh, notes because those notes open realms to things that were darker and not needed for this physical realm. You know, even I think the, or I should say the, the Greeks would talk about certain music, musical tones that they should not be touching on because they were like, well, we know how we could use that for manipulation or for the changing of hearts, but we've kind of like forgotten about that. And But it's all coming from that oneness, you know what I mean? Music in itself, you know, so the tones you choose to play with it and what you do choose to do with it, again, falls into your own hands of this magic that we're talking about. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Well, you think about like a conductor of an orchestra. Right. What is this other than this whole, when you look at your astrological wheel, It's the areas of life um, and the planets. So it's all different kind of musical notes. You're supposed to be the magician with the wand directing how that energies come in and how they get unfoldment and what we do. Because you could have all those instruments all playing the different thing and it's going to sound like trash. You can have them all coming together and playing something, you know, angelic as well. And the potentials are there. It just depends on what you're doing with the energy. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this this aspect of Mercury, um, this aspect of being a magician. And, and this conversation about the magician is great because it also really tends to the four elements that are on that table, which right. is like the last thing that we're looking at. And I'm just going to tap into um, a Mark Passio because he simplified magic in the easiest way possible. And the, the definition of magic is influencing change— in accordance to the will and so that's magic now the definition of sorcery is influencing change in accordance to the will same exact definition it just depends is that will the capital w which is the universal will right. god's will or is it the lowercase w this physical me this ego right this the lower ego we should say the the tyrant king who's protecting itself who it uses these elements to to more bolster its false face, and it's almost it's feeding its almost like its social mask, right? And it's and that's what it kind of feeds to, and it's it's so worried about the survival of that that that's what it kind of directs its magic to, and so magic truly is it's just influencing change in accordance to the will. Everything begins with thought. Right. Thought is the emanation thing. It's the one mind right and from the one mind comes the one thing and so this direction um change influencing change in accordance to the will is is all that this magician is doing and that's what the four elements on the table are going to represent which is also the you know the minor arcana and kind of the four elements mm-hmm. that we're going to see there um and again all on a table right yeah which is the cube which is this five sense reality that that we're in and the cubes kind of within the cubes and, you know, and it's kind of interesting too, um, the significance of how many legs of the table you're going to kind of see under there. And we kind of only in the magician card, we really only just see one. Um, and that's kind of, again, that one thing that's the basis that the cube is actually manifesting from. And we can kind of see different kind of lessons there, but we do, we've got the swords, we've got the wands, we've got the cups and we've got the coins to all kind of represent these four elements being ruled by the ultimate element, which is ether. Right. right? And that's the five pointed star, the four elements. And then we have ether at its correct spot where the magician is kind of standing. Right. Much counter to like Satanism, which would be the inversion of the five pointed stars. And that's the four elements ruling over the ether. Right. Right. Yep. You have the cup, you have the sword.
0: Um uh, yeah, so we, we talked a little bit about that male faust, that male energy with the sword, you know, the cup that fills the emotions or allows for emotions to fall into a vessel, I should say. And then the pentagram you're talking about, right? Um or um
1: So yeah, the coins and then the pentagram, but there's a pentagram on the coin, on the which coin. is again is the ultimate yeah. currency,
0: right? Which is interesting. So um so let's start with that. Yeah, so yeah, go ahead, my man. No, no. So I'm saying like with – so we'll we'll start with like how you were already bringing up the ether and sort of – and what the inversion of that all would be. But yeah, so we have the pentagram closest to him. And that's funny you say that because like I was looking at – when I was looking at this just by myself, like, oh, it's so much closer to his right hand. It's closer to this side of the table versus like this left side of the table. It's like is there anything there? which I don't think there really is, but it's just funny how you can kind of start playing a lot with these like images and you're like, what, what, what was the intention behind this? So do you want to start from that side?
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think you're pulling up something really kind of fascinating. Um, Cause there. it's over there, you know, it and is. Like, it is.
0: <laughs> it's just one of those things that I observed on my own. I was like, well, okay, if it's over there, it has to be for a reason. And, but maybe, you know, i don't
1: know no and again it's you know it's looking at kind of the true currency um and that's what we we kind of have there and it is it's it's the representation of the earth element very much you know and so we think of the swords as fire as this initial consciousness um air there's going to be the wands emotion is going to be in the cups and then earth is going to be really kind of what we're going to see in the pentacles or the the coins and and we do we have the that fire of thought being the closest and at easy grab to kind right. of tap yes. into that, right? All right. Now
0: you're, you're on the same page I'm at, too, because I was thinking that, too. Like, oh, it's just, like, easily accessible there.
1: Right. And they're all balanced. Do you know what I mean? And that's going to be something we see once we – when we kind of dance through the minor arcana, we're going to go really deep into these four elements or the four suits of the playing cards. But the big thing that the magician wants to show is that these cards, that these elements are grounded. Um, and they're of use and accessibility mm-hmm. to the magician you know he can grab and explore his emotional nature with that cup right he could he could look at where where his spirit- spiritual currency is coming from with those coins and so there's all this this kind of deep wisdom that's that's kind of contained there but the the huge thing is is that they're within the cube right. and again utilizing this construct for the experience of the soul. Is, is that birthright that the magician is taking on. That's, that's the self-actualized magician is the one that, it's not my will, it's thy will. It wants the will of the universal creation. And that's what the white magician is always working for. It's only to unfold the evolution of consciousness. And this is something we're going to kind of learn with this magician card is because we've utilized our magic to nurture certain fountains in our life. And so when we first utilize this magician card, we nurture the physical fountain. Hmm. And that's what we can kind of utilize these elements for. And think about this in the process of your life. This This was you doing magic early on in life. What that was, was you realized at one point, if your stomach growled and you cried, your mother would come over and feed you. You were a wizard, Harry. You've been doing magic forever. What was that? Influencing change in accordance to the will, you started crying, you got your mother's attention, all of a sudden you're getting milk right magic, physical right, right. And so what we're going to kind of see is this is this magic on the physical. We kind of start filling that fountain and then what's going to happen is as we're going to kind of go through this journey, we're going to see that we've you know been feeling the, the mental fountain the emotional fountain and what we're really adapting to as this adept, as this self-realized magician is the understanding to the fountain that we're supposed to feed is the spiritual. And if you feed the spiritual, it's the fountain that feeds all fountains and it will nurture the emotional self. It will nurture the physical self and it'll nurture um, even the mental self. Mm -hmm. And that's the fountain that feeds. That's the fountain also that's able to do rebirth. You know, we're going to talk about this when we talk about like Scorpio You can't do rebirth on the physical. You can't destroy your body and be reborn. You can't even do it on the mental. That's like a mental breakdown. And that can actually kind of make you lose your sense of self. The only way you can actually be able to spiritually kill yourself and be reborn is in the spiritual room, which is really, really important. That's what the magician is learning here. There's a fountain that feeds all fountains getting back to the lowest common denominator, that essence. And that's exactly what we're trying to do in these conversations. It's not so much a detailed explanation of this, 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 this. It's just, it's focusing on that essence and that lowest common denominator. So we can be the, you know, we can kind of partake in this journey. And this, if we tap into that essence, that essence will start unfolding in ourselves. And, you know, just like we say, like you start to notice these cards, these cards start to notice you, and you'll see, you'll get he, big insight by, um, you know, just thinking about this archetype or just meditating on even the hands like we spoke about. Right.
0: Right. No, And I think that's, again, the, the lessons that these cards leave behind for those who are just listening and they're like, man, what are these guys, you know, going between their conversation of like what they want to express in the esoteric, but also representing the exoteric and having this uh, complex understanding and uh, how do I start? Where do I begin? I mean, these cards, that's what they're doing for you. It's like, take a breath, take a step back. We're only on number one, technically the second, but we're on number one. And so we'll keep going back and forth, you know, expressing this just like an alchemy. Again, yeah. Like a, a, alchemy was always a, a shame that it that it ended so quick, but it never ended really, you right. know, but people are like, oh, you should talk more. I'm like, there will be more to talk about. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why they were biweekly when we did those back then as well, so to give the space to have the resonance that we need to to let it kind of land where it's supposed to. And these cards are doing the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? You can definitely pull a deck out right now and just start going through them and you're like, okay, but like, it's never going to have its proper meaning and it won't lend itself to you. If you're not lending itself to your, if you're not lending it to yourself, you know, making that connection first and having, um, the need to have a deeper understanding of what unfoldment is because, you know, I can give you a key, but if you are not prepared to find out what's on the other side of that door, you just harmed yourself by just taking action too quickly mm-hmm. and uh, un, you know, unop- undis- or discovering and un- an opening an unknown realm. And I feel like these cards are giving you this sort of caution, again, of like, hey, this is here for a reason, and then this is here for a reason. Which one of the two do you understand first? Because it's easy to just you know fall into, like, well, look at that. Look at the physical. Look at that sword look at that cup, look at all, all that's on the table. And it's like, you're just missing a whole bunch of, you know, cues here on what's actually happening above the table, above mm-hmm. the waistline, above what's going on on the other half, you know, while he's pointing and what he's pointing at. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that was perfect, man. That one kind of making it back to that one thing that and one that thing. one mind. Right. Um, and, and two, I found this, this great definition for creativity, Um, and it was it was making something real out of the possibilities of life. Perfect. That is my favorite explanation I've heard of creativity. And again, we I talk about this a lot with native charts, and I'll be like, "Hey, what's like your creative? What what's like a creative expression of yours?" And people always think of like canvas and paintbrushes.
0: Isn't that so funny? I was just gonna say, are they gonna say something to do with pencils and coloring? Because like that's where it gets limited to. That's where it gets limited to, and it's a great expression. that you do with
1: yeah it right. is a great expression but go on so yeah it's it's so simple right and it just like the definition of magic right um making something real out of the possibilities of life is creativity so again this this divine will that's working through us is pure potentiality the one creates form out of that potentiality. It's actually putting it into a direction. And even if you just look at one, it looks like a pointing finger of like that way, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and that's what we're kind of seeing. And again, it's that it's that protruding force that's that's kind of coming through. But this this whole this whole side this whole card is consciousness, action, and creation. And when we think of creation as making something real out of the possibilities of life. Um, And this is really, really important because we are at our best when we are creating whatever that means to you, you know, again, and that's, that's something we have to understand and be authentic about, right? Like, remember, like there's traits you can like about people, but that's not your path. Like you can pull in those certain things, but you are not them, you know, like, yeah, I would love to act like Tom Hardy and be a badass in situations, but like, that's not me, you know, now I can learn how he keeps composure in a stressful situation, look at stuff like that, but like. I'm not supposed to act like that nor is you know is anybody else supposed to kind of act like me and when we really kind of get into that authentic nature of ourselves we really approach our own genesis. Right. And that's what this is looking at because you know Genesis 1 in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. That is that is this first song, that is mm-hmm. this this magician card. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. This is the above and the below. And we also see that in the New Testament in revelations 22 13 when he says i am the alpha and omega the beginning and the end the first and the last this is what we're seeing with this magician card and right. again it's this it's this cycle these aren't these like it's not this linear approach nor is life it's this aspect of cycles and this again kind of radiates that importance of that infinite sign above his head
0: i love it man i love it i, I love that most of the conversation we had and just like anything that i mean. For those who are listening right now or listen to the podcast, you know, my intention behind everything I do with this podcast isn't to <sighs> re-express knowledge or, re- you know, reiterate something you can find out for yourself. It's more of the intention behind what we can do for all of us in regards to our evolution of consciousness. And these cards have ha- have done this from such a long time ago. You know, there's a, it's a book I read like, I don't mean, probably like 10 years ago, and it's called Shake the World. And what I like about this author, um, I just looked up his name again, so I apologize to the author, but it's James Marshall Riley, Riley, I believe. One of the things he brings up in these stories is something I've talked about in in a lot of this um, with the podcast is like, no, the words we've used to substitute an action are kind of tricky because it's not until you're much older that you understand the intention behind the definition of that word. And like in this case would be like being philanthropical, like being... Philanthropy is that creativity that we're talking about, but it's so complex because people are like, oh, he was very charitable and with his charity, he created this. And But there was this uh, endeavor that came before it and somehow the endeavor channeled the charitable action. But in reality, the individuals in this book weren't acting out of just trying to be philanthropical, but they are acting out of like, there's a problem and there's could be a solution through this creativity. I can bring that solution, um, in a very meaningful way without there being sort of an interruption of like my goal. And so like, um, and not to give credit to, you know, people that I don't really, uh, know too much about, but like everyone's familiar with like the guy from Tom's, right? So it's like, you have this guy who wants to give individuals a shoe. So here we go. And so people are like, Oh, I I can relate to that. But re- in reality, that creativity you're talking about is special that it's more broad than what people suspect as far as like, well, do I have to be so good as to make a clothing line or a shoe or a canvas? And it's like, no, like the intention, the intention of what you're after, the creativity will come about from you lending yourself to the above and bringing it into the below. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. So people, no. I think, go about it so in such a complex way. And again, that word like in philo- to be philanthropical is just already like doing you not a disservice, but it's kind of like, well, I guess I got to be like that. It's like, look, the creativity that will come from your heart, from what you want to put out into the world will come through you from the above and come out into the below. And it and it just channels through. So yeah. that's like what I like about the way this card kind of is again giving you caution that like you might know all the pieces, but what are you doing? What's the outcome? Right. And are you sure you want to go down this path? Even if you find the one pointing down that path, it's like, are you ready for that? You know? Yeah. Uh,
1: no yeah. and, and that's a good point too with how this creative energy works is this creative energy is not something to be grasped either and held on to right the more we express it the more we have room to kind of fill up that cup again and so this is important to kind of express this energy and this is understanding this because they they did a great breakdown in the 78 degrees of wisdom talking about how like this is the energy you can kind of partake in at like a sporting event where you feel oh, like yeah, you're going to talk talked about. Like yeah. You feel like you're going to explode. It's true. You know, and I remembered this like especially when I was like a young sports fan, like I remember just like not being able to sleep that night after like a crazy whether it was like watching a game, like nothing I was actually physically involved in, but you're tapping into this this creative energy of potential because right. we don't know the outcome of well, the we, game, so it's energy of potential at this point, right? We talked about this. You brought this up. You said, we won the game. <laughs> and you're like, well, you weren't playing in the game. But
0: you're right. I mean, we kind of did channel something together.
1: Yeah, no, you and know? absolutely. And this is what we kind of learn is just like, well, hey, this that same life force is the same creative life force. And right. so what we try to do is we understand moments that we can tap into this as a group, and they're beautiful, but we kind of are left unfulfilled. And this is why the tradesmen, this is why the spiritual – that person is is putting that energy into a form that they can actually understand and see, and this is why we want to utilize this creation energy for manifestation in our own life, rather than just partaking. Now, we, again, we can we connect through our community. We'll talk about it with the eleventh house. That's really really important. But just understanding that. This energy can cut. Um, if we hold on to it too much, as we see it as like a power structure for ourselves, right. it will become dormant within ourselves. And so, you know, holding our art back actually kills the artist inside. And talking about like the the aspects of like people who donate money and stuff like this, um, this is a deep esoteric secret. Exactly, you know, because some of these now some of these individuals truly care about. Stuff and they make amazing donations, and um, you know, I love it. And if they want to send my cat to college, I'll totally let them do it. Um, but some do it as like economic reasons because they know that currency is energy and it's the same as creative energy. The more you give out, the more you get back. Mm -hmm. And if you sit and just put money in your bank account, it becomes stagnant and it dies. And so these individuals, this is why they're always investing this. The people that are in the know, the occultists, always investing into something new. They're always making their money work for them rather than just sitting in an account because they know it's all about this ebb and flow. And so this is why sometimes they'll just drop like crazy money on a, um, like a, a charity project. Yeah. And again, some people really do care about this, but some, we know and we know who they are, they're not doing it for the—they're doing it to kind of open yeah. up that, that space again, because again, these are magicians. They might not be—they might be influencing change in accordance to their will, but they're— they're aligning themselves to something. Um, and the universe responds to that. When you're aligned, even if it's negative, like it will pull it into your life um, if that's where you want to kind of put that direction. And so just a fascinating thing to think about the esoteric significance of currency. And it's just a current in the sea, you right. know, controlled by strong. the banks, right? you know? And um, this is the same reason why when you go like to, when you do a vote, you go to a polling place and it's a poll and you put your, electron which is your election in right and you're a charge it's all the same thing everything is based off of electromagnetic energy exactly including the five sense reality that is kind of manifesting around us absolutely absolutely
0: and then again you know you have these these symbols um, right in front of you but if you don't know how to apply them or you do know how to apply them there is a consequence that comes with it, and I think that's what's great about you know these um, these symbols in the Tarot, because they're not necessarily telling you take this path or that path, but it's your path if you know what to see, look for, and what to actually you know do um, from within to with to to the out versus the other way around. You know, right. and I think a lot of people that's where the mistake they make is they make that inversion, and they think okay, like now I'm going to figure this out now,
1: and it's like well. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, the that magician is never going to be truly successful in that physical. And so again, that that aspect of it being the first card, but it's the second card of the deck, that duality, that infinite that we kind of dance with, with that infinite symbol, the dance between the infinite and the finite is, is where this magician kind of finds itself in. And this is also why it was always kind of seen as a juggler, because it's like almost like juggling mm. these energies, which... I think it's a, a better approach for the younger ad, adept on this path. It's it's not sitting on a the cubed desk with a really good form. It's actually feels more of like a juggling earlier on in a life. And there's going to be times in our life that changes happen where we're going to be kind of asked to juggle. And it's not until we kind of learn how to juggle it that we can actually kind of stop it and place them on the table. So again, this is very much this, this is like the accomplished magician that we're kind of seeing in here. And a, a great... um individual to kind of put our intention into of something that we desire to be is this this really self-actualized magician right rather than the juggler who kind of entertains itself right Right. absolutely yeah
0: well um i think we kind of covered everything that i wanted to talk about there's anything else you want to add into i mean i'm just fascinated that we can actually have these conversations through the tarot and and through the labors of Hercules with just the unfoldment of the being, you know, the human Mm -hmm. being uh, coming to a place of understanding and great wisdom that allows them to start back at the beginning again, but with better intention and with a positive outcome for, for everyone. And so like, yeah. Um, so many more things to discuss, um, with, uh, for what's coming next. But, um, Yeah. Anything else you want to say, man? No, man.
1: I think I love that you spoke about that, that aspect of just being. And I think that's an important thing to kind of leave this note on because that's what this card is asking us to be is just to being. And and it's this process of just being it's that the magician card is, is what's in between our breath in and our exhalation. It's that a little time in between the magician card is the dash on the grave site. You know, the breath into life was when we were born the breath out of life is that death date. That magician is just that little dash, you know, but is so important because that's all where all the life is. And so we are, when we're, we're humans beings, we're human beings and we are bringing life forward through us, right? And we can bring life forward through us by simply being, and that's kind of what this magician calls. So again, it's this understanding of the elements, but we really see the magician almost have more of a hands-off approach rather than like, I'm going to change every such thing. It's more of this awareness of kind of seeing how things unfold, things how to develop, And we can even get into like a deeper aspect of like the chaos magician, and everything that kind of comes from that. But, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a beautiful journey. I'm excited to kind of keep continuing this with you. And again, we're going to kind of talk about the full card and the magician as we go through this process. So just the beginning of this yes, very great conversation. Beginning. Um, cool, man. Well, uh, Thank you to our patron members. Thank you to a patron, all of our listeners, all of the
0: listeners, all the, all the wonderful artists who reach out to us daily. If I'm not on on, uh, social platforms and Daniel is or vice versa, it's always just a treat to see, you know, renditions, uh, expressions, whatever you may bring to the forefront in the, and through the podcast, it's a beautiful thing that you use this platform to express that. And I think that uh, that means more to me at least than, than most know, you know, think it's what makes us foolish in the way that we handle some other things because i'm like oh this is already a great currency you know what i mean Like, this is amazing that people are just so loving and so direct with with their energy and and
1: willing to share it as we're willing to share our time here on this show um yeah we are inspired each and every day by each and every one of you and so yeah so cool when you share your art your life experiences um Yeah, it's just kind of the best. Cool. Well, uh, until next time, I suppose. Until next time.